0: Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Pat Magley. I'm the visionary of Heroes Camp, and I'm here to talk more uh, to you uh, today about prayer. I would like to say probably everybody is struggling for significance and try to how to leave some type of mark in this culture about who they are and how important they are. And I think that at 66 years old and at once upon a time being a successful athlete and a lot of different things in my life that I've succeeded at, I have discovered that there's probably the most significant thing I could leave a mark in the spirit world in prayer. And most of it will go unnoticed and maybe until the other side. Uh, I know the devil knows who I am. I do know that. And I appreciate that the Lord will give me the stamina to fight through. Uh, And I think right now that we are wanting to be seen too much rather to be in the place that where there are no eyes looking, but there's an eye that never slumbers and never sleeps, he's always looking for someone that would pray. So with that being the backdrop, we'll start today. One thing I think that's happening right now is that God is introducing himself to the world, and that God is God and God is alone, and that there's only one God. He's really introducing, I think he's got everybody's attention i don't think there's nobody that could ignore the fact that the hand of god is in the earth realm today all the way from heaven no matter how far that is if you put heaven on the inside of you i was born in the earth the bible said that the first adam was earthy he was sensual but the second adam's from heaven which is christ the bible says in revelation chapter 6 verse 16 and they cried to the mountain and to the rocks Fall on us and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of, the, of his wrath has come and who is able to survive. We're in a place that we have activated the divine displeasure of God. The Bible says that his mercy is good for a thousand generations. It's extended. So by the time God is irritated, we have been making him upset for a long period of time. His ways are perfect. And by the time, and there's no use in trying to call for the rocks and hide you from the face of the lamp, that's not going to happen. You cannot hide from God. I'm saying these things because this is where I feel the world is, is going. There's some people are going towards the hand of God. And there will be in judgment and glory at the same time. And I think it's, it's, it's something that we need to consider. Are you going to be in judgment? Or are you going to be in glory? But you could be in the glory realm, in the earth realm, while judgments are going on all around you. It's so important that we're not intimidated by the things that are happening around us. We take note. They sometimes can be scary. They can even be hairy, you know. But the bottom line is that the Lord loves us. And to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. In Proverbs 26, 11, it says, As a dog returns to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. Usually when we talk about recidivism, it's uh, usually related to the penitentiary and it's the rate of return from former offender. And recidivism is the rate of return to prison, a repeat of habitual relapse into more crime, a uh, psychiatry, the chronic tendency towards repetition of criminal and antisocial behavior patterns. I'm not talking about recidivism in criminal activity on the planet. I'm talking about for those that aren't in their prayer closet. The recidivism, the rate of return to normal life after this coronavirus. How many are just going to go back to sleep? We should have learned something at 9-11. We should have learned something at Katrina. We should have learned something at uh, Hurricane Rita in Florida. But we didn't. And we're morally corrupt spiritually speaking, if you can understand where I'm coming from. And please reach and try to understand me. I'm not talking to your natural mind. I'm not talking to the place where you learn education through that aspect of your mind. I'm talking to your spirit concerning prayer where I really want to make my mark, especially at 66 years old. If you can start praying in in, in your early life and pray through your whole life, that'll be a rare jewel in this planet, especially right now. The things that we must become offensive to are personal. I must become offensive to sleeping in. I must become offensive to compromise. I must become offensive and talk to myself that way so I could demonstrate something for a generation that doesn't know nothing about prayer, they don't know nothing about God, and they don't know nothing about Christ. And the church has helped them to know that nothing because we have not demonstrated the fruit of the Spirit, and we sure have not operated in the gifts of the Spirit. Prayer is... Otherworldly prayer is spiritual. prayer is so uh, complementary to the salvation of why he died on the cross. It's something that he talked about more than anything and you can't really ever execute justice without prayer. everybody's crying that'd be being done wrong. I was watching a documentary on Netflix uh, about NAS and the great Dr. Cornell West was on there and talking about in the '60s and the 70's that the government gave money to create uh, middle class and black people received 2.1% of that money. And they went in Queensbridge, New York City, and they built this projects, sardines people live we got to give an account of that when, when we see a, a global pandemic judgment coming out we need to really look at ourselves and don't just smooth that over and just don't delete that from writing that into American history what we did and, and what we did as the church by not just and I talked about last week maybe a little bit about uh, committed sin but also omitted sin when we see things that are not going on the right way we may not can always run and address it in the natural to start with. Maybe start addressing it in the spirit and tell that spirit, man, let up. Create justice. Let that racism go. Make sure these things are not inside yourself because your children are watching and their children are watching. And a lot of the sins that are going on right now are transgenerational sins. So I was saying in Leviticus chapter 6, verse 8, the burnt offering, that's from the priesthood, And we're a royal priesthood. All of us supposed to be doing that. Not just ministry gifts. Everybody that comes through the womb of the spirit that's born again, that's born again, that's saved, they all, we all, we all should have a prayer life. And it says, must be left on the top of the altar until the next morning. And the fire on the altar must be kept burning all night. They're praying watching, keeping the fire lit, putting more logs on it, getting ready for anticipating that it needs another log, doing the work in prayer. The greatest thing ever happened to me for my salvation to assist me in prayer has been the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And there's more confusion around that than there is around race, sex, and money. I just said something right there. In the morning, after the priest on duty, okay, there's that shift work, has put on his official linen clothing and linen undergarments he must clean out the ashes of the burnt offering and put them beside the altar then he must take off these clothes change back into his regular clothes carry the out ashes outside of the camp in a place the ceremonially clean meanwhile the fire on the altar there we go again okay 247365 shift work the church should always have somebody in the prayer closet Meanwhile, the fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must never go out. Each morning the priest will add fresh wood, fresh sacrifice, fresh time, fresh fasting, will birth fresh hunger, will birth fresh tears, fresh concern and fresh caring, and pure concern and pure caring. Each morning the priest will add fresh wood to the fire and arrange the burnt offering. He will then burn the fat of the peace offerings on her. Remember, three times he says in three verses, that the fire must be kept burning on the altar at all times. It must never go out. So these things are are what I'm recommending, you know, to be able to get ourselves into a place where we're not just trying to have practice recidivism, want this to go away and go back into our criminal behavior, which I'll call, it's a death sentence. When we don't pray, we're dying. We're dying spiritually. And when the fire goes out, the light goes out, and culturally we're going to become normal rather than supernatural and we got to have sonar we got to go deep and we got to have high levels of revelation coming out of heaven in this hour because we have let these things fall and as the pattern of the church is supposed to be built this is a key to the foundation of the church of the living god here in the book of leviticus i grew up and there were some things that were just consistent in society at large so I was a child in the 50s and a young adult towards the late 60s and early 70s. And there were people that were not born again, but they were authentic. They were genuine. They were real. They were credible. They were pure. They were reliable. They were trustworthy. They were faithful to their families. And that was, all of that was because that the church walked in a certain dimension that it left something behind. It left something in the fields. There's some things you know you just didn't do. Everybody knew that. You didn't have to go to church to know that. Now people that go to church... They, they, they ain't got that. You know, we didn't lost something. And I'm concerned about that, that we want this to go away. We want to get back to business as usual. We, we want this to be a, just a scare. This is a precursor to something that's coming that inevitably, I believe, is going to be worse. There's going to be a glorious time in the midst of this judgment and the judgments of god will not come near my dwelling place i know what the word says i'll read it but at the same time i'm warning us that we're too laissez-faire about this and i don't know what i am even say behind that in revelation 16 9 and i think there's a lot of people are feeling because if it wasn't that way it wouldn't be written that way then the fourth angel poured out the bowl his bowl on the sun causing it to scorch everyone with fire. Everyone was burned by the blast and they cursed the name of God who had control over these plagues. They did not repent from their sins and turn to God and give him glory. So in other words, they just straight missed the time of their visitation. I think we are in a place right now where we can step up, man up, and be led. Please let the male gender turn into the manhood. You know, It's so important. And we have had, Rapid growth of children. They have children growing up, but they're not really growing up in the way of the Lord. Rapid growth a rate of children, uh, born to children. I said a rapid growth rate of children, born to children. Okay, that's the problem. And then we want them to somehow pull themselves up by the bootstraps so no one spent no time with them. Their fathers have not taught them, and their fathers have taught them, and they told them, don't do as I do, do as I say. Well, that will work until you're about three That ain't going to work. Fathers are models and they're standards and we got to lift up a standard. We got to find some people that want to be fathered so they can become men. And we got great athletes, greater than we've ever had before, great politicians, great educators, and even great preachers, but they haven't been fathered many times and they fall down when they walk out of their gifted area. God help us all. We need the Lord. We need the Lord rapid growth rate and children born to children and the American church playing rather than praying have left us with a cultural arrogance that protected these unwanted human beings who are looking for sincere desire of significance. Their arrogance is protected by their being overlooked. Culturally, no one's dealt with them, so by the time you're 12, 13, 14, you ain't gonna let nobody talk to you. I experience it every day in Heroes Camp, and I've got to win them, and I wanna be wise to win them, spirit, soul, and body. So we help people, we have a barber shop, and when we have barbers cut their hair, we have a gear shop, and when we have gear distribute, shoes, deodorant, or other things, hygiene products, to show goodwill, to show the goodwill of the gospel. Uh, and it is the good news. Oh, God help me. We are living, oh, this is good right here what the Lord showed me yesterday. We're living commercially because it doesn't cost any pain because you represent America. And I love America. That's why I'm talking about it. So America can be the home of the free in the land of the brave. It ain't right now, though. It is not. Look at the statistics and what they're saying about violence, about weapons being sold, about how many people are driving and don't have a driver's license. They never took driving classes. They don't have any insurance. And I've never seen so many cars put together with some duct tape. We're out of control. We don't even see what's going on. That's why I'm talking like this. I I wouldn't be on this podcast if everything was good. I'm a voice crying in the wilderness of modern materialism, modern education, modern politics, modern sports, everything is so modern. But there's no hard work in the prayer closet. We love living commercially because it doesn't cost pain. Because you represent America, says it's right. But let injustice come your way. Now you, you need representation. You can't get it because you stepped over a dozen people on the way to the Monopoly finish line to collect. Now you do collect. You collect what you've sown, nothing. Looking the other way is what we do while God looks at us to see if we're in the way. That's not good. That's not good. And worship gives access to revelation. The more you worship and go to a place, block off a set of time, block off an hour, I dare you. Then I double dog dare you to block off two hours. Then I triple dog dare you, and I say block off three days. And then I say hit a home run and block off all night. See what God will do. Don't live your whole Christian experience, and don't live your whole life without fasting and prayer. Go on a long fast. I mean more than two days. Go on a 10-day. And I read a book by the great Franklin Hall. And he said that uh, anything under 14 days was considered a short fast. Up to 21 days was a middle range fast. Up to 60 days after 21 days will be considered more of a lengthy fast. How many people that are coming into the kingdom today have never Fasten and pray. The people that the millennials they're looking for, it. the drug addicts are looking for it, the game bangers are looking for it, everybody I know that's looking for it, that ought to be looking for it the ones that should be leading the charge in it don't even know about it, which is the church God help me to be wrong I, I love America, do not hear me hating, don't hear me hating, hear me challenging, hear me challenging I for sure am challenging, but I live this way I challenge my own self in Luke 11.6 then Teaching them more about prayer, Jesus used the story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight. That's a good time to pray. There's 200 witches there praying every night in Baltimore while the saints are asleep in some type of safety that's not real. The bombs of sin are dropping around us. We're worried about nuclear energy, but what about sin? Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread, And you say to him, a friend of mine has arrived, just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing to put before him to eat. If you don't have nothing to put, it's because you don't have the bread of heaven. And the bread of heaven comes from prayer. I love our country. I love the Lord, I love our people. I love this nation. I love the world that Jesus Christ died for, of which Paul said, I was the chiefest of sinners, and, and that's the way that I feel. Now, that's why I'm talking. The Bible said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm not looking for everybody to hear me, but I am looking for those people that are disgruntled. I'm looking for those people that are agitated, that they know that there's more, that they know that something's desperately wrong beyond any human fixing other than for the human will to get in alignment with the Lord Jesus Christ and His Word. I'm so interested And being where I ought to be when I ought to be there and be all up in there doing what I ought to be doing and wake up again and do it tomorrow and call it a breakthrough without obedience I don't care how much we sacrifice I don't care how many diplomas I want to give the Lord what he's asking for because he sure gave his life burial and resurrection and he went into hell and he got the keys to hell death in the grave he is not the only person that has ever come back from the dead but he's only person the only person that came back from the dead after he bent into hell and took captivity captive and he's got the keys to hell death and the grave and he sits at the right hand of the father and he makes intercession life forevermore i love you have a great day be blessed be inspired and do some detriment to darkness by shining your light in jesus name